0: Welcome to the Savvy Parent Podcast, where we help you make smart, legal, and financial decisions for your family. The Savvy Parent Podcast is produced by the law office of Shannon McNulty, an estate planning law firm in New York City. On this episode of the Savvy Parent Podcast, we're back with Shannon to talk about the planning you need to be doing when you have kids. It's time to be a grown-up, so Shannon talks about the different pieces of your legal and financial plans that you'll want to consider, and she lets us into some of the downsides if you don't get these plans in place. All of this can feel overwhelming, and sometimes it holds parents back from doing any of the planning. But Shannon aims to make the process as easy as possible, and she shares great information on today's show, including how to get started on your legal and financial plans if you haven't done anything yet. Stick around. So today we are going to talk about what happens when you have kids and you realize, I really do need to sort of take things seriously and, and get stuff handled and be a grown-up here. So What stage do you have parents first reaching out to you that they say, oh, I need to talk to a lawyer? And is that different than when parents should be reaching out? So I do have a
1: lot of parents reaching out around the time where, you know, a mother is pregnant or shortly after there. And, And a lot of times I think it's because that's when those things are really on people's minds of like, okay, I need to get all of this stuff together. And then, you know, I also have people reaching out probably, you know, through or to the toddlers. And then we have other parents, not as many reaching out when their kids are getting older. And it's just that it becomes more and more embarrassing for them. <laughs> as the kids get older to be saying, I have three kids and I don't have a will. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. But I think that's part of why we see more people doing it earlier on. Yeah,
0: and I can see where I I remember being pregnant with my first, and I sort of thought about these things. And then you get a little distracted, or you just don't take that step. And then the baby comes, and then you're taking care of the baby, and you sort of forget these other pieces, or you remember, but you just can't get it done. So I can see where you would have families at many stages come to you. But really, it would be ideal, it sounds like, if in pregnancy or early, early parenthood, families are reaching out to get some of these pieces in place. Definitely. So when a parent realizes, okay, I need to grow up. I need to get these things situated. I want to protect my family. What are the areas that you as a lawyer should be helping them with? Well,
1: I look at it both from a legal and financial perspective. Okay. And I know what I do sort of in my profession is putting in place a legal plan to make sure if something happens to the parent that the uh, surviving parent and the children would be really well protected. But then also part of that is just making sure that sort of they have a comprehensive plan in place. So making sure that they have enough life insurance. Um, If there's no assets and no life insurance, then it doesn't matter how fancy of a trust you set up, there's just nothing that goes into that. So there are other pieces that are really important in addition to the legal documents. I would also say that there's kind of just An aspect of planning that I think a lot of lawyers don't necessarily address, and that's like the practical aspect of things, like what would actually happen? You know, say somebody didn't come home that night, like who would be the contact person? Who would have your documents? Do they have guidance on how to raise your kids, how to use the money? Are all of your assets listed somewhere so that they could kind of pick them up and and know what needs to, you know, what needs to be done? So so there's sort of like a comprehensive plan in terms of what needs to happen, like what we need to put in place so that if something did happen, that everything would be taken care of.
0: Absolutely. And as a parent, I sit here and I go, oh my gosh, do I have all of these pieces in place? I mean, it can be very overwhelming. So are you helping walk the parents through to make sure that all of those, you know, T's get crossed and I's get dotted? Because there were a lot of nuances in there that you talked about.
1: Yeah, so I try. My goal is always to make it as easy and as painless as possible for my clients because I think that's something that really holds people back, especially if you have young kids because you're so busy, you have so much going on. So everything that I do, you know, I may do as much online as we can possibly do. These days, we can actually do everything online, and so once we get the the documents in place, then. I also provide them templates for a letter to their guardian, a letter to their trustee, a template for um, a worksheet for listing out their assets, their digital assets. So making sure really everything is covered.
0: Yeah, that sounds so helpful because there really are so many pieces to this puzzle, not just the, the big, like you said, life insurance or who the guardian is, but those nitty gritty, really important details of how is this money managed? How are my children going to be taken care of Um, digital information? I mean, so it's fantastic that you really do make that easy. Um, And so, like you said, it's legal and financial planning, but there are some other pieces of that that you don't specifically manage. For example, life insurance. You're not the broker who's going to help them get the life insurance, but you're talking to your families, about how important that is. Because like you said, if there's not the money, if there's not the life insurance plan, it doesn't matter if it's protected well, there's nothing to protect. So what are those other pieces that you are talking to your clients about and why is that so important?
1: Life insurance is probably the biggest one because it's so interconnected to what we're doing and what we're putting in place and making sure that not only the legal documents are correct, practical information is there, but also you have the financial resources to care for the kids. And then other pieces of it that I just, I get a lot of questions about, I don't necessarily do so much, but like the college planning, retirement planning, what what kind of accounts should I have? And family law issues, should I have a post-op? Should I have a prenup? The things like that, that people are coming to me. And so we're, you know, I'm the lawyer that they're talking to. And so if they have these questions, then they often come up and, and then it's my responsibility to point them to someone who can help them with those issues.
0: Yeah. And we'll, we'll have some of those experts on upcoming episodes to give us more insight um, so that those referrals can share information with all of our listeners. So that's, that's fantastic because there are just so many pieces to this puzzle that it, it can feel overwhelming. I think most of us know, but what are some of the downsides of not taking care of these very critical pieces for family planning?
1: So on the legal side, it can be pretty dire, um, you know, who is going to take care of your kids? If you haven't chosen them, then a court is going to choose that, that person. Uh, if you have two family, two sides of the family who want custody of the kids, that could be very, very messy and can be very traumatizing to kids. In terms of the money part of it, in New York, even if just one parent passes away, then half of the money goes to the other parent, the the, uh, the spouse, basically the spouse, and then half of it goes to the children equally. Well, if the kids are under eighteen, they can't manage the money, obviously, and so what's going to happen with that? And, and what happens is that the court oversees that. So you have a parent who then has to ask the court and be reporting to the court on what they're using the money for their own kids. So it's, in addition to that, that information becomes public. So there's just a lot of downsides that can happen um, if if you don't have those legal documents in place.
0: Yeah, that just, I mean, and on top of all this, you're dealing with then something tragic, like a death in the family, and then you have to deal with all of these other pieces. And it's just sort of You know, something where you would want to be just focusing on your family and taking care of the kids. And now you're having to deal with these extra legal pieces that you wouldn't have to if you took care of everything correctly to begin with.
1: Yeah. And I would even say that a lot of times people come to me after their a parent of theirs passes away or Mm -hmm. their grandparent passes away. And then they realize, gosh, either that was a mess. And I really don't want to do that to my kids or my family. Or gosh, that was so easy. And I want to make sure that it's as easy for you know for my loved ones if something happens to me.
0: Absolutely. So when a family does realize that they need to start taking these things more seriously than they have been, I know that you have a book, The Complete Guide to Legal Planning for New York Parents, but what should their first steps be? Do they simply reach out? Should they be researching and making some decisions before they contact you? What should be first? It really just
1: depends on what they feel comfortable with. Um, I think my book is a great resource. And so a lot of times people have read that they know exactly what they want when they talk to me. But if you don't, and you don't have time to read a book, and you're just like, I just want to get started. Because if I don't start now, then it's just going to be harder and harder to, to do it. Then you just reach out, schedule a consultation, and we'll take you through all of the different options and see what is the best for you. It's really And and like I've said before, it's, it's easy once you get started, the hard part is putting it off.
0: (laughs) Yes. And I was just going to say, so, you know, I remember when I finally did this, I don't remember how old my first son was, but it, it was not while I was pregnant and it was not right away because I, I felt nervous about it. it. I mean, it's scary to, to think about these things and make provisions for what happens if something happens to me. And my spouse. So I think that there was this sort of fear around putting these pieces in place because I didn't want to really think about what might happen in the event that something happened. But it was still very, very important. And I'm sure I'm not alone in kind of this stress and this fear that can hold parents back. So what can you say to our parents who maybe they're listening, they're reading, but, but they're, just, they're nervous to take those more formal steps? Let's say just take
1: one step you know, whether it's to send, you know, my office an email, whether it's to go on the website and just take a look around or to order my book as a great, I think that's a great way to start because it's really, it's not intimidating. It's a book. And so, um, so that's a great way to start. You can just read about it and then, and then when you're ready to, to reach out, but I think just, you know, taking the first step is the most important part.
0: Yeah. And I remember when I did take the step and then got things situated on the backside of it, it was like, oh, okay, that's done. I don't need to think about it anymore. Even, you know, getting my life insurance in place, it was nerve wracking to do that. And then I did it. And I was like, okay, I don't have to think about that anymore. We're protected in that way now. And so even though it's scary, it's so nice on the other side of things to just have it handled. And then you don't need to worry because you know, it's taken care of.
1: Yeah. That's what I hear from my clients all the time. Once they're finished, they say, gosh, this was just not nearly as painful as I thought it was going to be. And it was just so much easier. And I just feel so much better. Even sometimes once they just get started, even once they meet with me, they're like, I feel better. Just, I've done something about this. I'm getting started. Yeah, So um, it is definitely a relief on the other end of it.
0: Yeah. Well, and you're so great about walking people through the process and helping them handle all these pieces that once they do get going, you then make it easy, which is really nice. Now we're recording this episode in summer of 2020. So the COVID epidemic is still happening and it's still very much on people's minds. What does this mean in terms of planning and prioritizing and what other information do we need to consider that maybe we hadn't even thought of a few months ago and that wasn't important just a handful of months ago?
1: Yeah, well, I think the number one thing is just the urgency that my firm is located in Manhattan. And New York City has been the epicenter of the the crisis in this country. And so I am getting a lot of calls from, from clients about, you know, basically following up. Do they need anything else? But also for people just who haven't put it in place. And and I think it's a good reminder that we really, I mean, nobody could have foreseen what actually happened and in these past few months. And so it's a really good reminder that we just really don't know what's going to happen. The, the next day or the next day and having that in place, you know, and I think there were a lot of people who were saying, Oh, I I wish I had done this before. And I know there were a lot because it did get a little bit harder for, especially for a while um, to kind of get these things done. So making sure, you know, you just take those proactive steps because you just never know when it's going to be needed.
0: Right. And being able to do everything virtually and online is so fantastic in general, but especially right now, and you had also mentioned to me that the the courts are backed up as well, right? So if if you even if you do have the legal documents in place, things have sort of slowed down. So how how does the the courts influence this urgency or other things we need to consider right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's something that I always talk to my clients about that relying on the court is can be a little bit risky because we we just don't know what and it's, in some places, the courts just are always backed up anyway. So if the family members, the surviving family members, need the money quickly, then it can be a problem. And so we're now seeing like an unprecedented backlog because they weren't even accepting any petitions unless unless it was an emergency. So if a family member is relying, uh, you know, they, you know, say the breadwinning parent passes away. And the surviving parents, they don't. Maybe they don't have an income, or they have a low income, and it can't cover all of the expenses. Could be a real problem. And in order to um, avoid that problem, what we do is we set up a revocable living trust, it's called, and that allows your assets to bypass the court. And we're seeing that that's been really, really um, useful and and really helpful, and um, in, in these past couple of months.
0: Yeah, and I think. A lot of what you're talking about is to get the pieces in place, but have it done right the first time, so that you don't think, "Oh, I'm protected," and then all of a sudden you realize, "Oh, but I, we can't get the assets to the people who needed it, or something happened to my spouse, and I thought X would happen, but now it's it's Y, or it's held up in the courts, and we didn't realize that would happen." So, yeah, doing this well the first time is really important. So, for people who go, "Okay, I haven't I haven't done anything, and I'm realizing I need to do something," how do they get started? What do parents do? They could just reach
1: out, you know. They, if they really, they're ready to get started, just send my office an email, and we'll do a consultation and figure out what is the best plan for you, and we get started. It's as simple as that. And even if it's not me, just email another lawyer, whoever it is that you want to work with. But I, I'm just would be. I'm just really encourage parents to just get a plan in place because you no, know, like the title of this podcast is like you're a grown up, but now plan because you now have a, another type of responsibility that you just didn't have before. And it's just all that more important to, to, to have those, those things in place.
0: Yeah, and it's just, it's so easy to just keep putting it off, but just just do it, get it done. It will feel so good when you started to take that step. And like Shannon said, whether it's her or another firm, once you get those, those pieces moving, it, things start to get handled and you feel, you feel better about it. So Shannon, thank you so much for shedding some light on what we parents need to do as we start to grow up and and take care of some business to help our kids. So thanks so much for today. Thanks, Sarah. There was so much great information from Shannon today, but like she said, just take one step, whether that's picking up the book, the complete guide to legal planning for New York parents, visiting our website at thesavvyparent.us and reading an article or two, or signing up for our newsletter. Just take one step and get going on your legal and financial plans.